I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no, did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. Hi, everybody. Oops, the podcast here. Francis, Julio, good to see you. What up, buddy? How you doing? Solid. Got a nice sweater on. Yeah, it's very nice. Dusted this old thing off. From nice the, uh, sweater. Yeah. You know, I'll tell you, though, when I used to put this sweater on, I'd like, I liked admiring how, how much it hugged my muscles. It still does. Now it looks like a comfy sweater. You feel like you've, you've leaned I'm out? I'm just a tiny little bitch now. <laughs> Do you look like you had a themed Sunday? where you've prepared fall-specific goods mm. for everyone to feast on, and you're, you have an apron on over the sweatshirt or sweater, and you're holding the steaming pie, being like, uh, who's, who's ready? ready? <laughs> who's, who, wants some, who wants a taste of fall? Just a sliver. So, dude, I'm still hungover from Friday. <laughs> and I'm actually not joking. And I didn't even drink a lot. Um, it became, it was afternoon drinks too, but this is, wow. this is why, this is why. So I did that whole bit about hiking and being hiking hungover, right? Yes. So I go to meet up with my buddy. I go to meet up with Ricky Velez. We have a couple of drinks at the colony cellar at like four o'clock in the afternoon. Oof. Becomes six. Then like I have another drink at dinner and then my friend has like one of those like e-cigarette things and I just am smoking the shit out of that. Like, Ugh. and I start feeling like I'm getting, and then I stop drinking, but I start feeling hungover. Hmm. Like, you know, does that ever happen to you? You stop drinking early in the day. You start feeling hungover. Sure. All of a sudden it's 1130. Then it becomes 12. And I realize that I have to wake up at 6 a.m. to go on this hike. Oh, gosh. With uh, my girlfriend's friends, sort of. But like, they're now our, they're like our friends too. But it turned out it was this big group hike. We didn't really know that. That's fine. Like. I was well, I wanted to do it, but I started getting really fucking anxious that I was going to wake up and be hungover and be hungover hiking again. Oh. Remembering how that felt. And dude, I had such bad dreams. What I'm about to say is disgusting, but it happened. So drinking, smoking this fucking peach flavored Miley thing, whatever. I have, I start having these crazy anxiety dreams. And one of the dreams is that I was sitting at a dinner table and somebody kept breathing in my face. And it was, the smell was so disgusting that I had to be like, you're disgusting. Stop breathing in my face. I then woke up from the dream and realized that it was me breathing onto my pillow and bouncing back off into my own face. (laughs) And it was the same scent. That is fucking gross, right? Was it the peach? Yes. Uh nicotine thing probably that's what maybe made it this unique disgusting scent and then i woke up at 6 a.m and hiked 11 miles dear god it was but it was okay like it was much better than the africa experience and thanks god like i got over the hump i had a nice coffee got on the trail it actually ended up feeling good but i'm still recovering wow so well i'm glad you're back in uh in the world of uh health and and being ship shape (laughs) <laughs> but dude, it's amazing how the things that we talk about on this podcast leak into our subconscious and our dreams. I because I mentioned to you that I was having the night terrors from the bear <laughs> right. and all the bear talk <laughs> right? that we were having. And you and I have talked about this, but our audience doesn't know. I recently had a trip planned 
to go shoot a video segment up in the northern sticks of Maine where I was going to go bear hunting. And I have never hunted in my life. I've never killed an animal uh, intentionally. <laughs> I don't, I mean, I've never like, I've never hit a dog or anything like that, but you know, I've watered mosquitoes. I don't know if insects, whatever. You get the idea. I've, I've never sought to end the life of an animal, whether for sport <laughs> or food. I've gone fishing before, admittedly. <laughs> are fish animals? I always get confused about like, animals. Yes. The same way people say is, are fish meat? The answer is yes to both. Okay. <laughs> My vegan friends who I watch eat fish all the time, you're not a fucking vegan. Okay. Yes. Put that out there. Okay. All right. Sorry. So <laughs> here I was agreeing to go on this trip and we booked everything and Chris was going to come and film it. We were going to go for three days to Northern Maine. We had to drive to Philadelphia, fly from there to Bangor, Maine, and then rent a car and then drive another hour and a half up into the Northern woods of Maine, not far from the Canadian border, very remote and it was going to be a funny piece about, you know, p placing yuppie, privileged Francis out of his comfort zone in the backwoods of Maine with real Maine men, right? <laughs> Maine men. But like the, the, high, the, the action point of all of this was that we were going to go bear hunting, which entailed they, they, they hunt bear with bait. So they fill these barrels with Dunkin' Donuts donuts. Are you serious? And the bears smell them, and Are they come, serious? and they start nibbling away. And then the hounds that you're using run out and scare the bear and, and tree the bear. So the bear runs up the tree to get away from the hounds. You come beneath the tree, and you shoot the bear out of the tree. It's fucked up. This <laughs> was causing me so much anxiety and emotional duress, and I had this <laughs> image in my brain of getting beneath the bear sighting it down whatever gun these guys had given me and not being able to pull the trigger and breaking down in tears and i i have to say i didn't want to go yeah yeah 100%. i really did not want to do this i have no interest in killing a four-legged animal uh even even deer which i know are overpopulated and and a pest I was driving through New Jersey um, on this weekend because I was opening for Theo Vaughn and Trevor Wallace down in Oceanport, New Jersey. Awesome. Outdoor venue, really fun. And on the way out of there, before we got back to the Garden State Parkway, we were driving along these kind of back roads. There were more deer than I've ever seen in my life. It was a joke. It was like looking at yeah, it's crazy. mailboxes. <laughs> it's crazy. They were everywhere. And I was like, oh, yeah, these things are fucking everywhere. They're a problem. So even with knowing all of that, I would have still have a hard time killing a deer, but a bear, yeah, something that you you know you, your bed is covered in stuffed animals, celebrating this creature when you're a child. Totally, I didn't have any stuffed animal deer as a kid, <laughs> no stuffed animal elk, right. <laughs> but bears, man, we love bears. I would have had a hard time killing this animal. Fortunately, just a couple of days before we were supposed to go. The guy who runs the camp said that his bait sites hadn't had a bear hit in a week and a half, and he seemed to think that bears had gone into hibernation early this year gotcha. because it's been so dry. And so we canceled the whole trip, and I was so relieved, so relieved. 
to not have to go on this. Dude, it's great. Chris was coming along for the ride, but I don't think he was particularly excited about having to document the murder of a furry bear. <laughs> a sweet furry bear. Yeah. Damn, so, dude. Well, you've dodged a bullet there, man, and so did the bear. Have you ever <laughs> have you ever gone hunting? Never. Would you? I don't it's I'm not that interested in doing it. So what does that mean though? I need a firmer answer. Yes or no, would you do it? No. No, I wouldn't. What if someone was to pay you $10,000? What kind of animal am I killing? A bear. When, if, if money starts to get into the equation, it then becomes a me versus you situation, in which case I'm potentially willing to so murder you can an justify killing a bear by saying, this will put food on my table. And I'm not talking about bear meat. Right. I'm talking yes. about Whole Foods groceries. Yes. And to be honest, I'm not positive that 10000 would do it. It would have to be like, if it was like a life-changing amount of money, I would do it. And that, I, I don't feel bad about that either. It's like, interesting, you know, bettering the, my life and the life of my future family that I would hope to be able to yeah, afford someday I, I, that I, I currently cannot afford. So I fuck totally you, bear. agree. Pew, fuck you, bear. Peace. <laughs> I'm sorry to have interrupted. I, I, I agree. I think everyone has a price. Totally. Which means that it's not a moral issue. Morals become hazy once you're presented with checks or right. a PayPal fucking you know it might dude, totally it might sound fucked up but like yeah like i'm trying to get live my best life too and you know if i'm getting paid enough to do something fucked up i will do it as long like i've talked about this before as long as i have a high chance of survival my quality of life is the same after the task is over and i'm not ruining another person's life i will do something i can be bought mm -hmm. for any task and i don't think that that's unusual right now I started reading up on the ethics of bear hunting mm -hmm. to convince myself <laughs> right, that right. I could do this in some way. I was looking for a justification <laughs> for why it wasn't as horrible as maybe I was considering it to be. And there were some really interesting trains of thought. Um, one of which was that people have been hunting animals for millennia. Mm -hmm. uh, and why is it any different now? You know, we used to hunt with spears and and kill four-legged animals and when i was going to hunt this bear i was going to har harvest all of its meat you know they help you make bear sausages and sirloins and apparently eating the heart of a bear is like eating filet mignon it's delicious so i would have eaten a lot of the bear and they have a taxidermist and you bring the bear and and make a, a rug out of it see i since that is no longer a necessity i have trouble uh justifying that argument okay all right, but if bears are, there's no population issue. They are, the population is increasing in Northern Maine. Mm -hmm. So it's actually the highest concentration of black bears in America. Okay. Uh, so people then start talking about, well, is it a fair fight? Especially if you're using bait and uh, hounds and a gun. Right? right? You level the playing field a little bit if you are stalking the bear right. and you kill it with a bow. I'm certainly not enough a skilled enough hunter to somehow like throw a bear off my scent right. and Pocahontas fucking sharpshoot it from right. 300 yards away with a whistling arrow. And I don't, I don't know if it makes it better either way. If you're hunting, you might as well just fucking try to do it as humanely as possible. Would so be my thought. It, you're killing it to kill it. You, there's no reason to be killing. It. You like sure you wanted to eat some bear heart or whatever. Like I guess like, but. You know, you don't need to kill this bear to survive. So however you're doing it, it's still fucked up in my mind. 
And I'm, I'm, I imagine this is the conclusion you came to too, since you like. I couldn't. Still... I yeah. I just could not place myself in a vision of standing beneath a tree with a, a whining bear, a confused, scared whining bear looking down at me, making eye contact, saying basically, "Help me." Me being like, "No, actually, I'm gonna." Yeah, being like, "How are those donuts, Smokey?" Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just, <laughs> it's so horrific to me. But you know what's amazing? <laughs> so a buddy of mine does this every year. A buddy of mine that I grew up in Maine with. And it's so entrenched in him that this is not inhumane. And it's all about how you grow up. If you yeah. grow up in a hunting family, then the ideology of hunting and it not being some horrific, unethical experience is imprinted upon your brain from a young age. Yeah. And from that point forward, you just believe that this is what people do. This is sport. This is totally. Fun. So, dude, here's what I have to say about that, though. And I have a joke that I tell about this. And it's that whenever I meet somebody who hunts, they always lead with their philosophy, which seems like a defensive move to me. If you believe so much in what you're doing, why do you have to defend yourself when I come in your house and see fucking moose head on your wall? Why do you start telling me the reasons why that's cool? Okay. Well, I when I didn't ask one, one of the reasons might be that those people are firmly aware that a lot of people have an issue with what they're doing. Right. Right. So they're very right. accustomed right. to having to answer for their behavior. Right. 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 Okay. That's fair. That's but, fair answer. but I don't know. I mean, that, that would be my guess. Right. But when I asked my friend, I said, do you not have any qualms about murdering a fucking bear? Right. He goes, well, the bear would kill me if it had the chance. And that's not true. That isn't true. Right. That bear is not traipsing around southern Maine, the, 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 the streets of southern Maine. We're going into his home. Totally. And, pre and especially black bears. Black bears yeah. are, extreme, are, are even more, like even grizzly bears are unlikely to, but black bears are way more unlikely to. Absolutely. I have no problem with animal control. You know, if, if a polar bear, a starving polar bear wanders into a, a village and is about to murder everyone, uh, animal control has to come out and kill it. It's tragic, but I understand right. it. The bear now, was asking for it. Well, kind situation. of. Like, yeah. you, you could get into the whole, Definitely. you know, we are depleting their, their, their world, and this, this bear is confused because it doesn't have food resources because the ice flows have, you know, melted, and now it needs to travel farther to hunt, which is why it ends up in, in, a, in a human environment. Uh, which which is our fault, and that's fucked up. I get all that, but even so, this is the reality we're confronted with right now, and that bear will murder people unless right. animal control comes out Steps and kills in. it. Um, so I get that, but if we are going into a place with the intention of killing a bear, a bear that would never find us in a million years, that argument doesn't hold water. His argument. 100%. 100%. And I think even like me saying I would take money to do it, I think that 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 to me, like, let me explain. I hope I didn't turn people off by saying that, but I I stand by what I said, and it's because of this. If you're just gonna go bear hunting to do it, that is not like if you're just doing like a cost benefit analysis of that. The cost of doing that is absolutely not worth it to me. Murdering an animal for no reason, literally for no reason. Like, sorry, oh, we're gonna use it all. Like, we're not. This isn't the 15th century. You don't need. We, you, there's a store at the end of the street where you can buy everything you need. Yeah. You don't need to make this bear into a fucking rug. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's true, man. Like, yeah. 
so, but like if I'm getting an extremely large amount of money that is going to improve my life significantly, I then will start questioning whether or not it's worth it. And potentially I could come to the conclusion that it's worth it. So what's your price? What's your price if someone said to you, I will offer you this amount of money to go murder a bear in, in the Northern woods of Maine? Would you, you said you wouldn't do it for 10 grand. Wouldn't do it for 10. 20? 25. I would start seriously thinking about it, but I might still come to the conclusion that I would need more. Wow. Because I would just feel bad. I, I would feel like a fraud too, because like my whole life I've felt so strongly that like, you know, I wouldn't, I, the idea of doing that recklessly or frivolously seemed like not a, a cool thing to do. Uh-huh. And I would struggle. I would start to okay. struggle. Is but, there, since bears are mammals, mm-hmm. is there a price for which you would kill a person? Whoa. Let's um, move up the food chain. Here. Okay. It depends who. Let's just say so it depends. So that's a yes. Who. Yeah, Yes. If you knew there was no risk of you getting caught or coming back to you and having to do jail time, and you, in a void, you could kill a person. And it, also, if you could prove to me objectively that getting, that getting rid of this person would make the world a better place as well. I, I don't know that. We, I don't want to go there because I, removing the bear doesn't improve the world. So let's just stick with it. Let's say that there is a, a, a part of, a, of the world. There's a, a group of people that hunt people for fun, right? Okay. That it's considered sport and it's legal mm-hmm. in a certain place. But you'd have to go to that place to kill these people. What would be the price for which you would start to say, I can't ignore that amount of money. I'm going to shove my ethics into a deep, dark locker in the back of my brain and do this thing and then try to recover from it. So I think that this falls into the category of I, my quality of life would, would go down so significantly that there will be no price and maybe i have more compassion for humans since i too am a human and i don't know if that's unusual or not mm-hmm. i think maybe it's not i don't think that there's a price for me to, in that that scenario so then you're saying though you would consider it if the person was harming society and it would have to be proved to me like very like so well that it would you know what I mean? I'm like, not talking like Osama bin Laden, right? Mm-hmm. But somebody, yes. Who somebody was, who was like raping their in their like five-year-old daughters. But then you're talking about like <laughs> justice almost. Right. You're talking about vigilante justice. Yeah, exactly. Which, which is a totally different uh, totally. bin from the bear hunting. Totally. And I'd like to avoid participating in that scenario altogether. However, if you could show me there was compelling proof that exterminating this person would make the world a better place, it would be a much easier conversation. Without that, even if I could completely get away with it, I don't have a price for that. I don't think. What about you? Hmm. Um. I just don't know. I honestly, fortunately, this is not something I think about a lot. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'm very yeah. glad that I'm not consumed by this fantasy, this consideration. I loved that short story, The Most Dangerous Game. Oh, yeah. They've now turned it into some sort of Quibi series, which, I, I you know, I, if I watched Quibi, I'm, I'm sure I'd check out. But I, I, <laughs> I loved that short story. It was great. And um, the idea of hunting people. Yeah, I just, I don't know, man. I know. I don't, honestly, it's, it's, to me, it's the same answer as killing the bear. Like, these are, these are just, organisms that i 
g- given how cognizant and aware they are, I can't look them in the eye and think, I'm going to take your life. I don't feel like I have that right. Who am I to play God? Does that make sense? Yeah. I say that. I have no problem putting a lobster into a boiling pot of water for right. dinner. Right. Delicious. I know. So then, you know, there's some hypocrisy there for sure. And I was thinking about that too. Like, you know, I've certainly, I'm, I eat meat. You know what I mean? But you, meat, you're buying packaged at a grocery store. Right. No, I understand. I under, and I understand why that makes it, you know, not as controversial or as bad of a thing, I guess, in theory. But depending on who you talk to. In that bear, when I was doing that search for justifications to hunt the bear, yeah. I came across an article that said, you know, some people say that like a fish is equal to a deer is equal to a dog is equal to a person right if you mm. if you believe that all right. god's creatures are are equal or whatever he said then by that same reasoning you could actually argue in favor of killing the bear that's crazy yeah and i don't really understand i don't even remember what how he got there but yeah. you'd kill a fish why why wouldn't you kill a bear yeah that's it and that seems like a that seems like a stretch to me still even though i can't you know i can't counter or i can't make a counter argument mm-hmm. but you know as your friend said to you or when you blocked him you'd have to be ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> but but no but seriously dude like i for me somehow there's still a difference and i don't know if that's maybe just me being a simple-minded human now do you think it has anything to do with the fact that we have been we have kind of made bears friendly in consumerism maybe do you think that given all the anthropomorphic presentations of bears in cartoons movies smokey the bear you know merch whatever the hell it is maybe that all of a sudden we think bears are our friends like blah 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 but yeah potentially but they're also like they're big they're rare you know you don't see them that much like i mean i don't know at least i don't and i don't know that many people who do i'm sure if you live up there maybe you do but like I think that ties into it too. Mm-hmm. Like they're just not like everywhere. The same way that like, like you said, like there's so many deer that somehow that seems like less of a daunting task. Right. If you had to kill a deer or something. Now, back to the human question. Mm-hmm. You know there are different methods of obviously killing people, and I don't think I could go to some island where it was allowed to sport hunt people. Mm-hmm. And come across somebody and come up behind them and like squeeze the life out of them with my hands. <laughs> but if it if the method were to, you know, shoot them with a sniper rifle from 400 yards away, d- does the method affect your ability to get your head around it? No. But like, you know, if somebody put it, if someone like somehow put me in a situation where I was forced to kill someone else, like, I don't understand. I don't know how that would happen. I definitely would prefer the sniper rifle option over the fucking yeah. slitting their throat, you mm-hmm. know, like bathing in their Holding blood. Holding a pillow over their face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, dude, yeah, I'd like to avoid at all costs. Yeah. You, you want some sort of, uh, I don't know, buffer to prevent you from really acknowledging that this is a fellow human that you're, you're ending. Yeah. I mean, dude, I, there's no turning back. Like that's again, like, the reason why there's no money it, that could make me do it is because I just know that I'd never be able to turn back from that. We got a nice little package today, didn't we? Sure did. 
Dude, little Christmas came early situation from our pals over at Bird Dogs. Dude, seriously, like earlier, the earlier in the year, I denounced jeans. Did you? Yeah, I don't know if you knew this about me. No, but I want. I'm serious. I told I don't my know girlfriend if I've ever seen you wearing jeans. Though. I, I know. I told my girlfriend I'm never wearing jeans again. And I, t- <laughs> I told that to my dad, and he was like, "You sound like a fucking old man, dude." He's like, "You just gave up." But my girlfriend heard me say that, and she bought me a pair of athleisure pants for our anniversary. Mm-hmm. Bird dogs. She bought you bird dogs. She bought me bird dogs. Oh, good. And I've been wearing them, and I'm really excited that I just got a new pair in because this is the future of my fashion. Yeah, when you have only one pair, you kind of feel like an asshole because that's the only pair of pants that you end up wearing. Correct. But to get a couple more pairs really helps you kind of round out the wardrobe. Dude, it's hilarious. Like, I literally texted her. I was like, I'm going to go to sleep in these (laughs) because you literally can. I'm not even joking. You, If there were a situation where, like, sweating didn't make shit gross, you could literally run a marathon come home, sit at dinner, and then go to bed all in the same pants. And I think that's incredible. Yeah, they are really good pants for exercising in, if that's what you need to do, or sleeping, if if you really feel the need to sleep in pants. I don't feel that way, but <laughs> I, I Julio clearly wants to just do as little as he can, and, and bird dogs are the best pants for that. So, <laughs> and, But the best way to do that, while looking like you do care, even though you do not care yeah. to ever change once. Yeah. And I really mean this from the bottom of my heart. Yeah, we really like them. Uh, go to go to birddogs.com and use promo code OOPS and you'll get a free pair of nunchucks with your first order. Um, definitely do it now because you don't want to live much longer without having a pair of pants that clearly you can just totally give up in. Correct. Yeah. While also having a weapon <laughs> in case anybody questions your decision making. Hell life. yeah. Birddogs.com, promo code OOPS. Check it out. But dude, let me ask you this. Yeah. Do you think that you have any friends who have murdered someone, gotten away with it, and they're like your friends and you just don't know? It's a great question. Like, are there people amongst us who have murdered people and fully gotten away with it? Well, I don't think I know anybody. When you say friends, I I don't think I have any friends that have gotten away with it or or even tried or even come within a million yards Mm -hmm. of it. But what were you going to say? I know someone who did come on julio and you know him too what are you talking you about? know of it it was controversial and i i never liked this kid and he would come and hang out with us and like the kid who they got into a fight at like an after party and he burned the guy's body alive and it turned out he was the it was in the new york post oh then say his name james i think his name is james rackover but they called him Jim. They called him Jimmy Guns. This kid would come hang out with us. Wait a minute. And I, he, I, I don't necessarily know this guy. Is he a comedian? No. But it was it was it was all over the tabloids. You must have heard the story. But anyway, so this kid was this kid who was like he seemed like a rich kid, and he's like, yeah, I reconnect. He told us I reconnected with my dad, who turned out to be this rich guy. But it turned out in the story, this guy was actually his like sugar dad. He was like dating this older rich guy, this like okay. jeweler, and this kid. Like one night at an after party, like some kid came over his house. They were like doing something. I don't know exactly what the story was. They were like arguing over a cigarette or cocaine or something. And the kid ended up stabbing this other kid like 50 times and then trying to bring his body to the Jersey Shore to burn him alive. And I hung out with this kid like five times. You hung out with him after? No, before. He's in jail now. Look it up. That's after we're done. So you said that I knew him. I'm I'm surprised you haven't heard the story. You knew of him, is what I meant. It's possible that I may have read it in the New York Post, but yeah. I don't find myself in the circle of people. I mean, no, yeah, I know. Typically, I know. <laughs> who 
This kid worked at like with one of my fr- one of my friends' ex girlfriends knew him from like working at, at like in retail. Okay. At, like Ralph Lauren or something. Okay. And this kid, he was just this random guy. He would hang out. I, I literally hung out with him like a handful of times. Uh huh. And he ended up stabbing this innocent kid God, for no reason, dude. burning him alive. That is so not burning him alive, burning extreme. Him Crazy, right? You know if. I were in a situation where I ended up killing someone inadvertently. I'm very confident that I would not have the wherewithal to say in that moment, I need to pull myself together and make it look like this never happened. 100%. I would immediately collapse, I'm pretty sure, and then call 911. I I just think that's what it would happen, right? And especially, I mean, especially inadvertent, <laughs> you know, especially inadvertent. But then, then there's no there. I can't imagine there's nothing in me that would ever kill anyone intentionally either, right? No, Sam. I like fuck. I don't want to kill anyone. <laughs> like, Do you ever think? No, not even when I get really mad at people. I don't. You've said to me before. I wish this person didn't exist. Yes. But not at my, not because I killed them. You don't want to be the responsible one. No. Would you want to be inadvertently responsible? No. I don't want nothing to do with it. But there's certainly people in my life at times where I've thought, wow, my life would be much more convenient if this person wasn't around. My life would be much better if this person wasn't around. Yeah, but but that's almost like uh, that's not I, almost suge- like they'd never existed in I, the first place at all. Well, no, because if they didn't exist in the first place at all, then I wouldn't be in the situation that I was in. Okay. So unfortunately, they have to exist initially. Yeah, they're a player <laughs> in your in your world. I unfortunately, get that. yes. And while I would not celebrate their death, I would certainly acknowledge how much better my life was <laughs> <laughs> once it occurred. Guilt oh. guiltily. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Well, dude, uh, I got a question for you, mm. if, unless you got more on this no, topic. No, no, I'm ready to move on. Okay, so... <laughs> we squeezed a lot of water out of that sponge. <laughs> a lot of blood out of yeah. that human. Guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now, and I said, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, I'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium, and you would all yell, Anchor, Anchor! And then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And you, there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, anchor.fm, download it now. So I was ordering a sandwich the other day. Good. And... This is a thing that applies to all food ordering, whether you're at a restaurant ordering or whether you're ordering a sandwich at a deli. There's nothing that ruins my day more than when I start listing the ingredients that I want and I watch the person not write it down. They fuck with, they fuck it up every single time they don't write it down. Mm. Even when they're in a like try me situation and the one out of 10 where they don't fuck it up, I was still nervous the whole time that they were going to and it ruined my experience. I went to the, to the, to the uh, West Side Market. The guy first compliments my shirt, mm. which makes me less likely to be like, are you sure you got it? Because now he was like, 
hey, that's a great shirt, man. I was like, oh, thanks, buddy. We're friends now. He, you lost faith in him because of his no, shirt no, no, no. compliment? No, no, no. I lost the ability to criticize his methodology of making my sandwich. Oh, because you liked him more. Yes. Okay. So I was like, I gave, I. this is a place where you can, I don't know if this is a known thing, but you can go grab the bread you want, hand it to the guy at the deli and be like, make me this sandwich. I asked for a roasted turkey sandwich with lettuce, tomato, cucumbers, alfalfa sprouts, mustard. Pretty basic sandwich, dude. You want it hot? Yes. Didn't write it down. And I watched him doing the look up at the sky to think thing to make sure he had it all, mm-hmm. which is another indication that he did not. He then made the sandwich. I can't watch because it's a situation where you can't look over the thing. I also don't want to have to watch. Mm-hmm. Why do I have to watch? Hands me the sandwich. Have a great day, dude. I walk out. And actually, I ate it in the street because I have trouble walking home when I have food in my hand. I get really anxious. So I sat in between two cars and ate the sandwich standing up. And some lady walked by and went, how is it? Laughing, condescendingly, realizing what I was doing was ridiculous. I wanted to be like, fuck you, lady. And also the guy left the tomatoes off the sandwich. So that's what he forgot. And he didn't make it hot either. All right. So like, here's what I want to do. I don't want to think about this for about 10 minutes. And then I want us to come back and I want you to ask me again what, what was in your sandwich. And I want to see if I can remember it. (laughs) Okay. Okay? So we're going to continue on with the conversation. And then 10 minutes from now, Chris, if you could mark down a timestamp, I want to make, I want to (laughs) see if I remember what was in the sandwich. (laughs) Because that was not, when you said it, that was not a difficult thing for me to keep locked up there. Right? Right? Which means that I thought you were being a little bit irrational in assuming off the bat that he was going to forget what was in it. But he did. But that's that's confirmation of a prejudice that, you know, it's a chicken or egg thing. It's like, were you mad only because, but you, you said you felt you didn't have faith in him while he was taking your order. Correct. As, as I watched him processing the ingredients, looking up, do I got it? The looking up thing, I knew it was over. <laughs> and you know, I don't know what I do sometimes. I swear to God I do this. I will write down my order and hand it to them. How many fucking sandwiches are you or like, where is this? How is this a thing in your life? Okay. Like if I go to the bagel store, or if I go anywhere and I'm like, mate, I'm constructing some kind of sandwich where I can't physically watch them to keep them accountable. I will write down a list and hand it to them. See, I, in my life, the number of times where a professional food maker has left an ingredient out is is more often the exception than the rule even at dinner if someone's taking the order of everyone and they don't write it down waiter or waitress is taking my order without writing thing down things down i am impressed i think my god who is this fucking wizard of brain power this person has been doing this so long that they don't need the crutch of the notepad yeah but and i I I wonder if they don't fuck it up i immediately assume that they are better as a result of it. Right. I am actually given confidence in their ability when I see them doing that. I say, what an amazing trick. <laughs> it's I, also, f- oh, sorry, go ahead. Well, it would just take, it would take me years of writing it down on the pad before I graduated to the level of just committing it to memory. And I would argue that you never graduate to that level. But it's just funny that I'm, I'm like so anal about this when I then end up eating the sandwich in the middle of the street. <laughs> A guy who's just all caught up on ingredients mm-hmm. who eats standing up in the middle of the street. 
So <laughs> that's an interesting point, which is uh, you said anxiety about getting home. Is it anxiety? Because I have a feeling of if I have food in my pocket or in my hand and I need to get some, it, I know it will be better if I wait to eat it once I'm at that place. I don't have the willpower to abstain from opening it. Right. The second I have the food, my hunger immediately spikes. That's yes, me too. If I have food I'm capable of eating in that instant, my stomach says, Eat it, man. Yes. Eat it now. Yes. Tear it open and finish it as quickly as you possibly can. Yes. Don't enjoy it. It's it's yours. You've got it. Dive in. Yes. And that was why Adderall was such a wonderful thing. You have food in your hand, you're like, eat this later, I don't care. Food no long I was no longer a slave to food. Mm -hmm. Like I am now, like I am today, as I sit here next to you. It's fucking sad. Write down the fucking orders, guys. Fuck's sake. Interesting. Very. <laughs> that's a very interesting one. I'm. I'm not. I'm not on the same side as you on that, because yes, I understand that there. If the waiter forgets something, then their act of not writing it down is hubris. Right. And they should be ashamed. Right. But. I've also had orders where people were writing shit down and then and fucked it up then too. Right. But Which, at least that way you followed the protocol that we've come up with as humans to remember complicated details. We write it fucking down. Hmm. And if you still fuck it up, at least you were responsible. Interesting. So Chris asked, will I bring it back if it's super messed up? And the answer is no, because I don't want to bring my sandwich back and be like, there's no tomato on here. Can you put some tomato on there? Yeah. And then the guy begrudgingly is like, oh, great. And then they take the same sandwich, put a tomato on it, try to rewrap it. It's all fucked up. No, I, I just take the L. I find myself when a, when a restaurant fucks up an order and it's to the point where I actually can't even eat the thing. Restaurant's different, though. But yeah, I feel you. Yeah, because you're paying so much? No, because you're sitting there. Like, they can just take it back and you don't have to do anything. I've left the store. And only because I eat it in the street do I even have the opportunity to go back. How if, much was your sandwich worth as on a percentage level because it was missing tomatoes? 20%. Really? You're yeah. telling me that tomatoes account for a 20% bump in your sandwich? It really complemented the other ingredients well that we're not going to run down because we still have six minutes until you have That's to That's a great them. point. But I think it really is an, it's a really nice, juicy addition to the ingredients that I had already put was on Was the sandwich too dry because it was missing tomato? I felt that it was, yes. Really? And you know what, man? Like, food, like, it's expensive to buy food. And when I buy food, it's a treat for me every single fucking time, and I want to really enjoy it. And, like, why should they be able to fuck up my order? The point of this system is that I order it, you make it, I eat it, and I pay because of that. That's the system we've created. Mm. There's no reason to take liberties with the system to fuck up what I say. Make me this, and then you hand me something else. I get it at a restaurant if they put the wrong thing in it, especially since my girlfriend will die if she smells a cashew. Oh. She's dead. Yes, the stakes are a lot higher for you guys. So we, so, but, but her, take her out of the equation. If they fuck up my order at a restaurant, sometimes they'll fuck it up in a way that's good, and that's fine. Like, they'll bring me something else, and they changed it, or they left an ingredient, and I'll be like, you know what? Fuck it. It was meant to be this way. It's not a big deal. Interesting. And I'm also not really set. I'm not like, this is medium, not medium rare. I'm not one of those people either. No. I'll just fucking eat it. You know? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I, you know, you, there's a, a very obvious fix to a lot of this. You never fuck up what you want when you cook the food yourself. 
And you know what? There's a specific reason why I don't cook it myself. And I've never talked about this. Should we get into this? Right Please, now? of course. So I live with people. They, uh, mm-hmm. they allow me to live with them. It's a very nice setup I have. I live with a family of people. They're very nice. I love them all. They're great. They are very privileged people. And they have a staff of employees working in their house. Now, this staff of employees love to just camp out in the kitchen all fucking day. And do they have a chef? No, but they have people, multi-purpose people who do that. And also maybe they, some of them aren't working as like they should a lot. So whatever, maybe they are, maybe they aren't, whatever, but they are always in the kitchen and I feel like I'm in the way if I'm cooking. So because I have the, and I, I actually, I am in the way. If I'm and also I there's this like loss of privacy, constantly being around people. And like the other people who live there with me would, would tell you the same thing, who aren't in charge of that. Um, How much of it is you feeling like you'd be in the way versus feeling that you are not, that, that they would judge you for cooking? Like, oh, here's this freeloading guy no, I don't coming think, in and using the stove and all that. So I think that part of when you're living as, when your living situation is a favor, there's some hacks to it that you should know. One of them being having a ghost-like presence is a massive value add, especially to people who have money and aren't concerned about that. Inconveniencing them is the biggest, uh, is the biggest pro- thing you can do to make your mm-hmm. situation unfavorable. Mm-hmm. And I would argue that it's important to, when I'm coming into the common spaces of my house, if I'm seeing you there all the time, that becomes annoying to me over time. Mm-hmm. So I try, to pre- I try to limit the amount of times that I'm exposed in common areas during the day so that I don't wear out my welcome. Mm-hmm. And by cooking, I would 100% be doing that. Yeah. Also. So I'm not cooking regularly, unfortunately. I get it. You know, it's just a shitty... I would like to. I get it. I get it, dude. But I'm saving so much money because of the situation that I have that I have no problem spending money eating out. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there are a couple ways to think about this. And I know, you know, Chris, you're somewhat in a similar situation, but there is so much to be said about having your own space. And maybe that money that you are spending on food and everything else would be better spent saved to then buy your own home so that you can feel like you have access to your own kitchen. Absolutely. But if you break down that amount of money, it just does it. Like if I were to suddenly start not spending money eating out, I would not be able to buy my own. And it also wouldn't be enough to afford an apartment. Not immediately, but if you, I don't know, man, it would take, 15 years i think i think (laughs) buying i think buying all your own food out amounts to a lot more money than you think warren buffett said that the single biggest place where people lose money not on their car or their house it's on eating out at restaurants okay number one fine fine. but i'll dude i'm i'm pretty savvy i'm like real i i like really limit the amount that i spend doing Okay. As best as I can. Like, I'm not going and I'm, I'm like very, I try to be as frugal as possible. Like, mm-hmm. I literally every single time I get a coupon in my email, I use it every single time. Mm-hmm. I use all the apps in New York City that tell you where you can get money off at places. And I try to exclusively go to theirs to go to those places. Like, I take a lot of money saving measures into account. And at the end of the day, my daily price tag as an individual, I don't think it will be more than 20 or 25% more. Than if I were cooking. Hmm. Well, it doesn't sound like it, Mr. Uh, smoked turkey, sprouts, cucumbers, tomato, 
mustard on a warm piece of bread. Roasted turkey and you forgot lettuce. Fuck! <laughs> I'm just as bad as the guy who made it. <laughs> but you know what? What's the difference between roasted turkey and smoked turkey? Roasted turkey is like the like from the actual turkey. It's like uh what's the word like Yeah, it's like a cooked turkey, whereas like the other one, like the smoked turkey is like more of a cured meat. Mm. The roasted turkey is like Thanksgiving style. Yes. So I forgot what it was the big I forgot lettuce. I forgot lettuce. Now would you have been happier with a sandwich where the lettuce was forgotten or the tomato forgotten? Ah, come on, that's an easy one. Nobody cares about those little shitty shavings of iceberg lettuce. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Tomatoes are more tomatoes of a prominent feature in that the sandwich. It's true. Mm. Dude, let me I I gotta tell you something funny. So we're on this hike on Saturday and somebody brought up something really funny. She's like do you ever uh, go fishing in the Hudson? Because we were uh, we were in uh, Beacon, which is actually close to where Chris is from. Yeah. We hiked from Beacon to Cold Spring. Um, and she's like, do you ever go fishing in the Hudson? And I was like, no, I don't. She's like, you know, you catch a lot of whitefish fishing in the Hudson in New York City. And I was like, really? She's like, yeah, that's what they call condoms. She's like, there's so many condoms in the Hudson River that they call them whitefish as a joke. And I was like, I can't believe that the same people who were having sex on the West Side Highway are the people who are also using condoms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Really? Like anyone <laughs> having sex outdoors in New York City to have the wherewithal to have protected sex? <laughs> those two things seem at odds. Yeah, like well, like I can't picture a scenario where a, a a girl is sitting on a blanket with her legs open completely naked in public being like, "Do you have a condom?" I, I agree. <laughs> I agree, dude. Also, you know, that or God, I'm trying to think of a scenario where I would feel the need. First of all, <laughs> being an environmentalist, I would never toss a used condom into the Hudson River. But let's say that I had left the girl's apartment after some sex and I were, you know, heading home. I wouldn't jog over to the high to the <laughs> to the river and throw it in. I'd just throw it in a fucking trash can. Right. <laughs> Have you ever done that? You've taken the dirty condom with you, like in your pocket? No, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't really know. I can't. I don't even know how I've disposed of condoms. <laughs> flushing it down. Mm, maybe that's where they end up in there. Because I know that if you flush them down the toilet, you know, they might eventually work their way out to a public waterway or something. <laughs> which is very a, sad. That's sad. That Jesus. That's a whole fucked up. Yeah. Dude, sad. that reminded me, though, like. The, so I had a girlfriend, lost my virginity to a girlfriend in high school, right? Good for you. Thanks, man. Like, we're at the tail end of high school, it was a great moment for me, really exciting. We dated for a couple of years. Finally, I'm single. And one of the first times I slept with a new person, it was a really funny situation. She lived on campus, and she was like, okay, I need to sneak you in, so you need to wait out here for a little bit to, like, make sure whatever. So I hid in a bush, <laughs> and I sat there for a while, and I was like, fuck, like, I, she, she duped me. She's not coming down. She either passed out or whatever. And you know how it is. Sometimes, like, the storm is just right where like you are going to get laid right now. But if it doesn't happen right now, it's never going to happen. So I was like, fuck, like so frustrated. Finally, she's like, all right, come in like 20 minutes later. I hustle up there getting into it. She's like, do you have a condom? And I was like, no, she's like, we need them. I was like, okay, fine. Like, can I like, it's kind of cold out there because we had been out at like the club or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I was like, can I borrow something? She was like, sure. So she gave me like a little North face that didn't fit me at all. So I put on this North Face. I zip it up. I'm running outside like this, dude. It did not. I was like, it did not fit me. And I walk. Dude, I'm, I'm, it was really embarrassing. And I walk into 7-Eleven like 
panting and there's a line of like five people. I'm in this little North Face and I was like, guys, I really need to cut you guys. Is that cool? And they were like, sure, dude, like, go ahead. And then I was like, I need some condoms. And it was just like the most embarrassing moment. Like <laughs> these people in line are like, this guy's a fucking, they're like, have fun, buddy. I just hustle out of there in my little corset North Face. And then, you know, ended up getting it done. Hey man, like, it's all, the ends justify the means there. <laughs> I guess so, right? You know, I would wear a, a North Face that was a few sizes too small was back then to have my second sex dude yes right second sex is a big deal second sex is a big fucking deal second sex is like whoa i'm i'm i'm, I'm one of these guys now who does this <laughs> dude, know, round I... two fire it up <laughs> what's gonna be different well everything <laughs> it's only till about like the it's only till not until like the 20th sex where you're like ah it's all kind of similar you yeah know? totally <laughs> done it all dude yeah. i remember i i did a, like a quiz online I was always afraid that like I just was never going to hook up with any girls. I never got any action in yeah. high school at all. Um, and I rem- I filled out this quiz that was supposed to predict your future. And it told me that I was only going to sleep with three people in my life. And I was just like deeply depressed until that was no longer true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just you get to three and you're like. We had a good run. I'm not. <laughs> I need one more. <laughs> I can't be told. That was that, it. That's it. That was it. <laughs> Dude, those quizzes, man, those quizzes online used to mean so much. I know. On AOL Instant Messenger, people would send them to you and you'd think they were your fate. I know. When I are know. you going to die? You know, what age are you going to die? Oh, you get like 72 because you said, you know, you like eating pudding or something. <laughs> How did you fucking connect those dots? What? Where's this coming from? Dude, I accidentally like outed a friend's sexual orientation by one of those. You like send them a link and it are all these personal questions and then they answer it and it's like, ha ha, this got sent back to your friend. Which and that, like, per- really? And, yeah. And that person like admitted some shit. Like I feel guilty about that. And then he was like, oh my bad. I fucked it up. I filled it out wrong. And then did it again and sent it again. I actually said, yes, I like penis instead of <laughs> no. <laughs> I got confused. What a ridiculous way to come out. Oh, I mean, I don't think <laughs> that was fucked up. I mean, I feel guilty about that. Middle school, your kids were cruel in middle school, dude. They sure were. They sure were. Were that was there ever a moment in your youth where you questioned your sexuality? Uh, I don't know. I think it was more like I didn't know enough of it. Like I don't know. I just assumed that I was a certain way, and then just kind of like rode with that. And I never really had that aha moment where like suddenly i liked stuff that i didn't like all the whole time oh okay i don't know like you're just you just assume you're a certain way until you start learning how to learn about yourself i guess and like there's never been a like crazy you you never asked yourself while you were hooking up with chicks um boy this is solid but i wonder if i would be happier with a guy I don't think I ever, I don't think that was ever like a daunting question. Like I'm I'm sure I certainly like have thought that before, I guess. Yeah. Just cause it's like a natural thought. Yeah. You too. I have absolutely wondered. Yeah. I think it's incredibly normal and also like fuck anyone who doesn't admit to, you know, if you're just like, Oh, I've been straight the whole time. No doubts. If you even ask yourself that question in your brain, you're gay. No, fuck that, you. Right, right. That what a ridiculously medieval thought. Right. Um, 
I think that, you know, you see so many happy gay people. What an advertisement for that life and that and that orientation that you can't help but wonder, like, man, am I just ignoring the fact that I might be happier if I were that way? 100%. And it also doesn't help that, like, I'm, I have gay friends who, like, shame like totally straight sex you're missing out yes you're missing out you're missing out in a big way you have no idea how much better it is on this side of the fence absolutely 100 percent. i uh you know for me i yes i've always been pretty i think that the the longer i lived and the more women i met the more certain i was that i i really liked women Mm -hmm. um and unfortunately i don't really have any experiences with men to weigh that against. Mm-hmm. But I think Harrison Greenbaum used to do a bit where he said that the, the straightest thing you can do is to hook up with a man and say, I didn't like that. Mm-hmm. That's actually like confirming the question of your sexuality. And, uh, and I never had any interest in, in that trial. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't necessarily agree but with I, that. But I also, bit. really, you don't? <laughs> Like not really, like because you you just and you just proved why, like there has to be some kind of, like when you do sexual things, like there's some kind of desire underlying, and if it's not the type of thing where well I am going to touch a penis and jerk it off, and if I like it, then I suppose I am. You know what I mean? Okay. There's no like practice. It's not as practical of a thing. But if I said, you know, I the I think the most carnivorous thing you could do would be to try a vegan lifestyle for a few weeks, hate it, and say I just missed meat too much. Mm. Yeah. No. Okay. That's interesting. But I still think that like, like you need to eat to live. And granted, you like sex is like a thing that like we all want and need to do, but like you don't need to do it every day. So it's like less. So you don't you don't think though that process of elimination is the firmest way to confirm something? That by by covering all your bases mm-hmm. and having the most information and informed point of view to, to to definitively say, you know, I tried this thing and I didn't like it. So the thing that I do really like is this. I think when it comes to like your nature, as far as like what things you are interested in sexually, if there's no curiosity there, I don't think that you need to do a process of elimination. If there's some curiosity, any, then you should absolutely. But, but I also think there's different types of curiosities. My curiosity about being gay comes from a, almost like just a philosophical standpoint. And I mean, kind of like a curiosity, like, you know, you feel a little fucking, you feel a little way when you see something. You're like, okay, whoa, well, whoa. It's, it's not that Ooh. for me, though. Yeah, right? I, know, I, know it, 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 I don't I don't wonder about right. the sensation of, of gay sex. I don't really wonder if kissing a man would be more to my liking. Right. I'm sure that, you know, up to a certain point, it's all, I hate to say this, a little bit similar. Right. You know? No, totally. Kissing a man with your eyes closed. Is that really all that different from kissing a woman? I, I, I don't know. Maybe once you start like feeling their shoulders and stuff, uh, <laughs> I don't, you know, you're like, whoa, you got some huge shoulders, dude. <laughs> Most of the women I've met don't have shoulders like you. But, you know, up to that point, it's more for me a question of like, you know, the sensitivities of a man versus a woman. Like what would it be like to date a man versus a woman Mm. and the certain things that are missing, you know, uh, from dating a woman versus dating a man. And, uh, 
I don't know, like having sex with no fear of getting the person pregnant. Mm -hmm. Like that's a huge difference. Mm -hmm. And, 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 and one that, you know, has always weighed on me when I've had sex of like, this, this is risky. If you're not responsible, Mm -hmm. you know, um, and I don't know that to me, that to me is the bigger sort of like, I wonder what that would be like. So, so I would argue that just because you think that doesn't mean that you need to go now try to try doing no, all that. No, I am, I am very Obviously. affirmed Obviously. in my mind of uh, this is how you I'm like oriented. Like. For better or for worse, I will be with women for the rest of my life. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's just the way it is. Yeah. I, I'm attracted to them. I'm not attracted to men. I see men as, like, friends. Um, and, right. you know. And I think that, you know, if there's anybody out there who is, like, thinks that maybe it's something they would like, Give it a shot. Give it a shot. There's no, you know, I don't think that there's any, it doesn't mean that you have now crossed into some no. territory you can never come back from. It's, you know, it's not the end of the world. And unfortunately, I realize that there are lots of places in, in this country where, it, you know, people are prevented from exploring that urge because they fear uh, the retribution or the, the consequences uh, that will follow if people find out that they did that. Mm-hmm. And I would love to see us get to a point, and I think we are getting there where people can experiment with members of the same sex and i'm talking men specifically because you hear a lot about a lot of women who did it and nobody fucking cares right but men could try with their own a member of their own sex be like you know what wasn't really for me and nobody would fucking give a shit Mm -hmm. I, i hope we can get to that point because that's a fuller life to me to have sampled everything right for this little taste have a little taste of everything Everyone. You know, yeah, <laughs> for sure. All right, well, awesome, let's man. let's end it there. That bring bring us out of here, Julia. Fantastic. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, like we had said earlier, we got some merch on the way. Keep your eyes peeled from that. Some cool shit. Um, some essentials. Some good fall stuff. You guys are gonna like it. Uh, follow us at Oops the Podcast. Send us your thoughts. Uh, you know your stories, whatever your failures. Uh, Oops the Podcast at Gmail dot com. At Oops the Podcast on Instagram. He is at Francis C C Ellis. Um, I am at not Julio and you got some dates coming up, right? Yeah. Kansas city. Um, tonight, October 8th, come to comedy club of Kansas city. I'm here until Saturday through Saturday night. Get tickets at Francis Go check out my man, Francis. Uh, and thank you guys and have a great weekend.